This episode of The Sleeper and the Bus is brought to you by Out of the Park Baseball 19, the best baseball strategy game ever made. Available now on PC, Mac, and Linux platforms. It's officially licensed by MLB and the MLBPA, allowing you to take any team from any era, from any level, and run it the way you want with unprecedented depth, control, and authenticity. New features for this year include dramatic 3D ballpark and player improvements, an all-new tournament mode, allowing for infinite combinations, all new scouting systems, significant AI adjustments based on the latest trends, and so much more. Even better, if you order now through the Sleeper in the Bus podcast, you'll receive a special 10% discount off the retail price of $39.99 by going to OOTP Developments and clicking on the order banner. Just enter the code SLEEPER19 at checkout. Once again, just go to OOTPDevelopments.com, click on the order banner, then enter the code SLEEPER19 at checkout for a special discount that helps support the Sleeper in the Bust. Thanks. Welcome to episode 557 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It's Friday, June 1st. I'm your host, Paul Sport, joined by Justin Mason. Justin, it's already June. I don't, I don't like that, but I like it at the same time, if that makes any sense. How are you doing today? Is the season over yet? See, that, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've heard me whine about this or, or do this stupid mental thing that I do. Is I, I don't fully enjoy the season. Like I don't let myself... I already start freaking out about how there's quote unquote only four months left. I'm like, it's June. Oh my God, it'll be ju- the All Star break soon, and then it'll be the trade deadline. Then stupid football will take over everything, and I don't let myself just enjoy the fact that we still have four months plus playoffs. We got plenty of baseball. Summer's here. I mean, not officially. I know it's you know what June 21st or whatever, but uh, I need to chill out because I'm already having those panic attacks. When I see that calendar turn to June, I should get more happy than I do, and all I do is lament about how the uh, the season is 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 ticking away. But it's it's not. Like, I'm fully enjoying it. It's been great. We've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot of injury news. Then we're going to do a segment, Justin, called Do We Care About This, okay? Uh, because it's a lot of little bit bits of news that are interesting. I think some of them we will care about, but some of them are just kind of like, whatever. We want to talk yeah, about spoiler it. Spoiler alert. No, no, we don't. Yeah. So some of them we just do not, but we have to talk about them because the players are doing well enough. And you know, every dog has his day, though. Too, I think that's something we have to remember in baseball. As a general rule, not everything is actionable. And I know it's kind of the hyper internet culture of fantasy sports that that people think everything has to be actionable, but it's just not. And so that's going to re- you know include some scrubs raking for five weeks. Like seriously, you know, for a full month plus, they'll be raking, and it won't be anything. It'll just be that they're kind of they're they're professional ball players, right? So they're having their good month, you know. Or or studs will have tough outings. Not everything is actionable, but let's just dive right into the news here. Let's start with the, uh, uh, the very tippy top here of the king returning. Actually, it's not quite the king right now. I don't think he is, but Clayton Kershaw is back. Is he your number one starter now that he's back? Well, no, because he's hurt again. Wait, he got hurt again. Excuse me, I completely. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, no. This, this is uh, this is one of those things where uh, it's super frustrating for me because he was pitching, and I'm like, all right, sweet, I finally got Clayton Kershaw back uh, for my Tower team. Trade. I need to trade him, um, you know, because I really need to boost boost up my offense a little bit. Um, and I'm like, okay, so I send out an email to everybody in the league. And 15 minutes later, it gets announced that he's going to go have an MRI on his on his back because it tightened up, and that's why he only went five innings. Um, and his velo Sorry, that wasn't was lower, great. That was lower down the list there on uh, on one of the news sites. I actually missed that last night. I, oh. I watched the game, moved on, went to my stream, and we didn't play MLB the Show last night. That's probably why it didn't so come up. I, I, I should have traded game. him to you. Is what I should have done. You, you could you could have pulled one on me because I'm over here playing a different game. We weren't talking as much baseball. Uh, you could have swindled me. Yeah. My bad on that. So he's got he's having a back MRI, which not traveling with the team to Colorado. This is the concern is the back, mm-hmm. and it's been the back. And backs linger. We talk about backs all the time about how they are scary injuries. I remember back when Eno. I don't know if you know that guy uh, was on was on the show. Never heard of him. And 
Uh, I think it was when Michael Brantley started getting hurt and he had back issues. And this was pretty early. This was when Michael Brantley was still a stud. You know, it was like, I'm just worried about injuries cropping up. Like, he's still a talent. He's going to have mm-hmm. periods of excellence, such as this year so far for Michael Brantley. But he's, he was just, from that point on, Eno was never not going to be concerned about Michael Brantley and his back. That's where I'm at with Kershaw and kind of have been now since pretty much last year when he got hurt. So, obviously, we saw five innings. The results were good, but you said the velo uh, was down. Where do you currently stand on Kershaw outside of leaving him on your roster? Because you can't trade him right now. I mean, you've got to just hold and pray, I guess. Um, I guess there's not too much to do, huh? Yeah, no. Like, this is one of those things where um, you were just talking about, like, not everything is actionable. Um, you know, some of the best moves I've ever made in fantasy are ones that I didn't make. Yes. Um, and, like, so, you know, as soon as I saw the news, I sent another email out to, you know, to the league, was like, uh, retracted. You know, because I, now I'm not getting full price. Yeah. No, and no one's paying full price for Kershaw. I'm not getting Bryce Harper. Um, you're not trying to – you're also not trying to – you're trying to be above board, too. You're saying, like, mm-hmm. hey, I saw this. I don't want to be that guy. Y'all. You know? Yeah. I'm not trying to pull one off on y'all. If y'all still want him, I guess we could talk and we'll see what you want to pay. But I figure most people aren't going to want him. So you're, you kind of peeled back on, on the email there. Um, let me give you some names and see if you would do – some some one for ones here that are a little bit lower uh, because of the 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 injury here or maybe not maybe this is maybe this is high enough he's a top twelve hitter right now according to the ESPN player rater would you take Andrew Benintendi straight up for Kershaw no all right well then I mean that kind of ends it right there because I'm not especially on this list if I go higher it's I mean gonna, if know. I've got like a plethora of pitching. If, like, you know, I took Clayton Kershaw and then landed, like, Aaron Nola and, you know, and a bunch of other guys that have just popped. Um, yeah, you'd have to hit on, like, Pavetta yeah, and you know, some guys like that. You know, and so, like, yeah, I mean, if if I'm pitching rich and, and Kershaw is now a luxury, sure, I'm going to do that. Um, but for most, he's not going to be. Yeah. For most, he's the, he's the centerpiece of their staff. And... Like, in Tower Wars, I would totally do that because I've got, you know, Scherzer and... You know, all these other guys that are, you know, on my team, though, half of them are injured now. Um, but, uh, Pitchers injured? Weird. Yeah, no, it's it, it's uh, it, it's truly a testament to how lucky you can be that I'm still competing in Tower Wars right now. You know, sometimes you just have to be lucky, and we have to acknowledge that and say things just, just worked out. I, I made some moves that uh, were definitely... This is definitely why I hate my... head-to-head. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's benefiting I, me right now because I'm in third place. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. there's there's good fortune in in Roto too, and and I think sometimes it's okay to understand and acknowledge like yo, I caught a few lucky breaks here. I needed those. In addition, it's never just going to be all your knowledge. Those of you that are going to win titles this year, it's not all you, okay? And that's okay, and it's fine to admit that because you need some good luck. We don't make first of all, we don't make enough decisions for it to just be on us. Like we make mm-hmm. the draft decisions and then mostly it moves once a week in a lot of leagues and you're just going to have to have some bounces. Um okay, so with Kershaw right now, you're 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 preaching most mostly a hold. I think I am too because I don't want to I don't want to get ripped on Kershaw, have the back be fine or 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 a cortisone shot or something like that. He comes back and he's he's 100% Kershaw and I traded him for 80%. You know, so I'm not going to I'm going to just stick it out with Kershaw if I drafted him. This is kind of what I signed up for, unfortunately. Yeah, and I mean this all, you know, could just be the Dodgers being uber cautious, yeah. uh, considering everything else that's going on in their rotation. I mean That's true. They literally are pitching nobody. I think tomorrow, like they're they're gonna do a bullpen it's, game. Oh, and... open spot. Uh, Puig starting. Puig's the opener, it's which I cool. would love. Dude's got That'd an arm. Sweet. Yeah, I was gonna say I picked the right guy off the top of my head there because he <laughs> does have an arm. Uh, let's move on to the next one. I, I now I did know about this because he also returned and left again. Alex Reyes returns was kind of dazzling in the first inning. Everyone was getting a little excited. And then the alarm bells started kind of getting sounded because the velocity was down. He was throwing it around. It seemed like the four innings was, um, you know, hey, just kind of coming back from TJ, all good. Turned out, injury, lat strain, looking like it could be severe. 
And this is not great. I will say, I will be this guy. I'm going to be a, a jerk, jerk alert coming. This is why I don't draft Tommy John returners. I just don't mess with them at all uh, in their first year back. I just don't. And obviously, anyone can get a lat strain. It's not, be, it's not just because he's coming back from Tommy John. I just don't mess with it. But what do you, what do, you do with Alex Reyes now that uh, you, you got him back for four clean innings and then he's gone? Or four, four shutout innings, I should say. Oh, man. Um, this is difficult uh, because, like, usually general managers are, like, vague. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the Cardinals general manager is like, this is a significant latch strain. He's go- it's going to be more than a few starts. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I had written up something for Fantasy Alarm last night. Uh, and I was like, oh, it looks like it might be like a two to four week injury. And then like someone corrected me from my staff at uh, Friends of Fantasy Benefits. Like, yeah, no, this sounds like it's going to be of like the 90 day variety. Dang. Which, you know, could potentially end his season. Yeah. Because um, like, why, why mess with this? If this guy's your future, um, though, it's like, what, I mean, you can go back in September doing anyways, like. Like their original plan is put this guy in the bullpen. Let's not. Yep. Let's take They've it easy. Let's let's do the Carlos Martinez route, um, you know, and, and let him kind of build up arm strength in the bullpen. And they're like, and then they just like, ah, eh, screw it. Why don't we just throw him as a starter? And they overwork him, you know, throughout his his rehab assignments and really try to push up his innings that way he can go. And uh, yeah, it's um, I don't know what you. I think. I think you you obviously hold for a little bit more clarity, um, but I think he is probably droppable in ten and twelve team mixers. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to get to a point with Alex Reyes where you, you you can drop him. Obviously, put him on your DL right now, but as the you know time adds up and you're going to see more and more injuries, and you have if you have limited spots, Alex Reyes is probably going to be that first guy that you cut if if you know, two of your other, let's say you have the two roster spot, the, the, the two DL spots like an ESPN or I believe a Yahoo does that. And you've got Reyes and somebody else in there. And then your ace gets hurt. I'm not wishing that on y'all. I'm just saying it could happen. And you, you want to get rid of one. Reyes is going to be kind of that first one to go, I think. Well, what, why don't I give you a would you rather of, uh, you got to cut one of your guys on your DL. Who are you cutting? Would you cut Alex Reyes or Adam Adovino? Oof. I think Fino's I has been like a top 25 pitcher this year. Yeah, I would cut Reyes. Would you cut Reyes or Johnny Cueto? Reyes? Ooh, maybe I should go lower. Reyes or Rich Hill? Reyes. I, I don't I'm I'm so Reyes out. Reyes or Joey Lucchesi? <laughs> Yo, freaking Reyes, get out of here. Joey Lucchesi, dog. You're my ace. No, uh, I'll, okay, fine. Lucchesi on this one. But but only only like right now when it's still is you know wishful thinking closer to two to four weeks. But again, that significant tag that we keep having and that you put in your fantasy alarm uh, piece where it says significant, like that's still looming over the Alex Reyes injury. And I just think, nah, I don't, I I, I don't know. I, he's he's the first one for a lot of injured guys that I that I would cut instead. I would cut him instead of like Will Myers, and Will Myers is looking like he's going to be out until. Uh, July yeah. now. Yeah, he's you got know, it set back too. That's a who could have figured that he would get hurt. Stop it! Stop it! I was all over Will Myers. Who, who could have? I know who, you brought who it up. Possibly. Yeah, I know. And whose main concern was that? You know, and I got him in my NL. But if keeper. I listened to you all the time, I wouldn't be beating you in Tout Wars. Oh my God! Yes, you would because you still wouldn't have that bum Kyle Gibson. What's his ERA up to? Like nine? Let me see. What Kyle he just Gibson. pitched a really nice game. Did he though? Did he face a minor league team? Ooh, 357. Oh, my God. Half the AL Central is a minor league team. Except for the Tigers. Not that half. (laughs) Don't mess with the Tigers, y'all. All All right. He's got Uh, two quality starts in a row. The The Tigers loose. The Goose is loose. Rally Goose. Yo, that lady's dope, man. Um, She's a vet. She scooped up that Goose, took care of him, and then got to throw out the first pitch the next day. Good stuff. Oh, I didn't see that. That's cool that they let her throw out the, the first yeah. pitch. That's awesome. Yeah, she was back the next day. I believe um, it looked to be her father was there. A, a gentleman in, uh, in the wheelchair was was hanging out with her uh, on the field. I, again, I think it looked, looked like her dad. She throws out the first pitch, gave her a whole to-do. It was awesome. Very cool stuff. 
that lady is awesome. You can see her mouth too, like when she picks up. I'm a veterinarian. I'm not just some weirdo who goes around grabbing geese. Because she knew exactly what she like. You see someone that confidently kind of grab an animal like that. That yeah, people geese are, are mean. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not touching that thing. And I think that's why you got to grab it by the neck so that it doesn't turn around and just start, you know, smoking you. So she, she scooped that goose. For those that don't know, just look up Rally Goose Detroit. You'll 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 see. It's gonna and be. Make a sure you watch the entire video because it's it's pretty yes. amazing. Dude, the, the goose flies into the scoreboard. You have to watch it. And since he's okay, it's funny. If he had died, don't lie, it's still funny. Yeah, but no, it would, it would, be, it would have been really funny. Ian Khan was like, I, when I when I thought the goose died, I was talking to Ian Khan, and he was he was pretty uh, he was pretty upset that I thought thought, thought it was that funny. Yeah, well, you're a bad person. No, okay, I am. And don't and you Ian's tarnish, a really great person. Ian, exactly. Don't tarnish a great man in George Washington with your with your uh, joy over a potentially dead goose. Okay, stop. Sorry, you leave, you leave Ian alone. Um, Ian's going to continue to be sad at the fact that Daniel Murphy, that's a transition, folks, uh, that, that, that Daniel Murphy won't be activated this weekend. Man, that is one that has got to be bothering the people that, that went ahead and invested in Daniel Murphy because there was all this, like, excitement. You know, th- this is a great case for Jason, who's definitely taught – me, I don't know if he's influenced you or if you're already there about, uh, you know, hating timetables and always adding to it and never really believing the hype. Sometimes you're going to lose where you say, no, I don't buy it. And then they come back that, that early time or whatever, like Michael Conforto. But then Conforto was terrible for a month. So who cares that he came back early? He probably should have just taken the month off. But Murphy was one where they were saying all this exciting stuff. And nope. It just it has not happened, and now he's not going to return this weekend either. Where are you currently with Daniel Murphy and his knee injury? I'm super annoyed because he's another Towers guy. That's been on- <laughs> Yo, you got Brandon Belt, You're a player that you actively hate who is like having an MVP season right now, so shut up, okay? You're doing fine. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's super frustrating because, you know, Every like there seems to be a news update on Daniel Murphy like every other day. Every day, I and think, it, I think it like every says something on, yeah. completely different every time. <laughs> Sometimes they report a different injury. They're just like, no, his shoulder hurts now. No, I'm kidding. They don't. It's always the knee. So he's it's, in the rehab. It's always frustrating, like especially if you have deeper formats that I like to play in. Uh, for the most part, um, like I'm sure there are Does people who back activated him, thinking, oh, well, at least I'll get like two or three starts. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you're getting nothing. Uh, I mean, at least he's at least he's playing. Like at least he's That's on true. a rehab assignment. At least he's, you know. And, and I'm sure, you know, this may be the you know Nationals version of Kershaw, where they're just, you, you know, let's take it slow. We're a playoff team. Um, you know, we've got a good offense. Uh, you know, Juan Soto's come up and just been awesome. Matt Adams has, oh, you know, filled in. Uh, admirably, um, you know, Defoe has, has played decently at times um, mm-hmm. and is at least a good defensive player, uh, especially, I mean, he's a premium defensive player at second base. So it's like maybe they're like, we don't necessarily need to do anything that's going to rush him back. Let's let's just take this slow. Um, you know, they've reeled in uh, Atlanta. They're only half a game back. so um, They're half a game up now. They're, they're up one in the loss column. The Nats are now in first place. Oh, I thought they were tied in the last call. Uh, Ross Arisha. Oh, at least wrote... according to baseball reference, it's 32-22 oh. and 32-23. Mm, Ross Resource has it 33-23, 32-23, Washington down half a game in the win column. So, Baseball reference, did you not update your standings, you clowns? Are you making me look bad? Are you making me look bad? Or it could, or it could just be. Uh, no, nope, yours is right. Baseball Reference yeah. has not updated there. I was about to say this is the the, the Vlad Sedler of uh, predictions, I guess. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. Vlad had a dream last night. Friend of the podcast, Vlad Sedler, had a dream that uh, Mike uh, Fultonevich uh, threw a no hitter. That's a nightmare. It's not a dream. Well, because you know, Mike, you know, like Mike, you have to play him in DFS today, right? Just in case. Yeah. Like yeah, at least like just it. one line. Like even if it's it. in like the quarter, you know, you know, DraftKings, like you know. Whatever but you know, you know, he's throwing an Edwin Jackson no hitter. 
Oh, that you would be amazing. That, I love those. Oh, that sucker the is coming with like nine pitches. walks, yeah, I mean, 4,000 pitches. Like, this guy isn't a part of our future. Let's just burn out his arm right now. <laughs> exactly. So we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, you, you're right on that. Thank you for nothing, Baseball Reference. I'm just kidding. You're the greatest site. Uh, that is at name Fangraphs, and I appreciate you. So, but, yeah. I mean, there's, so there I don't think, again, now. nothing actionable here. You're not, you're not doing anything except for just waiting for the activation. Yeah, Danny Murphy is still in double A. Like you said, he's still on the rehab. This is not a pull off the rehab. I think it might be more of like, let's just get you some more swings. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be nice to have get you to have like a four for four day. Not that that's the end of the world or, or I what bet you it's more keeping. about him playing in the field on back to back days. That's a great call. I, I bet it is more about that than the hitting. Because I'm sure he, Danny Murphy's the kind of guy that rolls out of bed and, and has his swing ready to go yeah no I so, mean, he was probably swinging in a wheelchair you know after the surgery so and raking mm-hmm. and and probably probably just straight raking so okay so just sit tight on daniel murphy it sucks that if you activate him this week stay tuned you'll get news this weekend we'll figure it out let's see if they play on monday because that would be very helpful for folks with him otherwise you might have to wait let's see their sketch dun, dun, dun. and they don't so have fun with that. The Nats do not play Monday, so you will have to deal with that kind of limbo of like, uh, am I going to know anything? So hopefully you get some concrete news this weekend. Good luck with that. Yo, did you see this one? You had to have seen it. Reese Hoskins. Oh, God. This is such a weird oh, story. This is bananas. Followed the ball into his own face. Broke his jaw. Which was ugly when it happened. Yes. You could see. Okay. On the slow-mo. I only saw it a couple times, but I swear you can see his his lips split open. Like you can you can see the the blood like pop out, and which is not great. Anytime that that that's happening, that you're following a ball back into your face. First off, that's never good. Th- this just in. I've got a news tip for y'all. Mm-hmm. Following a ball back into your face, not awesome. Uh, fractured jaw. This you know he's on the DL. This is this is rough. Uh, th- this has turned into a bit of a nightmare season right now for uh reese hoskins folks and you know it's not like he's tanking your season or anything like that we got to be careful on that i i always push back when people have a guy like this uh, or sometimes even even a guy performing better than than this and like oh because he didn't reach the the heights of where they picked him oh he ruined my season he is hitting 233 reese hoskins is six homers three stolen bases he has a 115 ops plus it is not what you paid for but it's also not tanking your season. This is right? what that, we talked about with him, though. It's like this was in the realm of possibility. Because we didn't know what the hell he was. It was mm-hmm. 50 games. And, you know, I, I still don't know. He could come back, have a, a run like he did the 50 games in 2017. But, man, I was just terrified to take a guy in the top 50 who had played 50 games. Like, I, I was making that stupid joke about your ADP – cannot be uh you know higher than your games played you can't you can't go pick 53 with 50 games played for me personally and i get that he's a big talent and uh, you know the plate skills are still there but the strikeout rates up it's like the the majors kind of learned a little bit and said hey you're good you got a 363 obp that's nice but his slug is down 200 points justin to uh, from 618 to 415 so reese hoskins is going to go on the dl Looks like he's going to be sidelined until just sometime in June. That's what it says right now. So the timetable's a little bit up in the air, but we'll say a couple. Well, at least he's not getting surgery because, I mean, that's the, the big thing was if he needed surgery that this could have uh, – anybody who's ever had their jaw wired shut, that that could have ended his season. Oh, that would have been I mean, because you, you got to think about, like, just a professional athlete and, you know, when you get your jaw wired shut, you have to, like, drink everything. You like Oh, that – and You're like, going to lose weight. He's going to lose weight. He's going to lose energy. Um, so, like, this is, like, at first it was supposed to be just a lip laceration. And it was ugly when it happened. It's just so oh, ugly. Though, so- I'd really love to see, like, the stat cast data. Can we do, like, the, you know, like, when they like they do the stat cast data after a dude hits a home run. And, like, yeah. they do, like, the, you know, the, the, glow, the, the glowing angle. launch angle, you know, following the ball. Like, can we get, like, the, Would it like, be the exit tennis? velocity um, and launch angle, like, into his lip? No? I, I think we can. I, I Come on. I like, think we these can are the reasons that. why MLB.com has not hired me for StatCast. 
Because <laughs> that, that's the kind of stuff that you'd be doing. Yeah, I mean, what I, I could do cut four with that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, that sounds that sounds exactly like what needs to be done. So Je- Jessica Jessica Kleinschmidt works over at Cut Four. Get get on this, Jessica. Get her on the horn. Mm-hmm. Need to figure it out. What's going on? Um, yeah. So the, it's going to be a couple weeks here for Reese Hoskins. Sit tight. We'll actually talk about his. Uh, actually, let's let's do that. Let's transition into. Do we care about new segment that will probably never happen again? But all these guys are are fringe or or, or definitely deeper leagues, which Nick, Justin and I mostly play. That's why uh, we focus a lot there. But we understand that you know people are playing in shower leagues too, so not all these guys are going to matter. Do we care about Dylan Cousins getting called up in the interim for Reese Hoskins? No. I mean, like, you tell gonna... us a little bit about Mr. Cousins. Okay, so Dylan Cousins is a former top prospect of uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I mean, he is massive, just massive. Uh, six. He he's listed on Fangraphs at six six two thirty five. But I want to say there was an article earlier this year in which the Phillies told him to stop working out. Because he was like six six two eighty, and all muscle, and like they were afraid like he wouldn't be able to properly swing because he was to too move. muscular. Yeah, um, uh, and that's the problem. Like he, like he has so many holes in his swing. I mean, massive power. Like if you, uh, like like I, I I know they have him listed as like seventy raw power. Like this guy has like ninety raw power. I mean, it's ninety I, raw. I mean, he's yeah. just. Um, he's extremely strong and extremely powerful, but he cannot make contact whatsoever. Um, and it, it's it's shown uh, when he was in Double uh, A, and that Double A for the Phillies is reading, right? Then that's a it's yes. a huge launching pad. He hit forty uh, home runs in two thousand sixteen, hit two seventy six. People are really excited about him. Um, and then went to Triple A. I think it's Redding for some reason. By the way, is it Redding? I reading? believe it is, but. We'll get corrected on that. I, yeah, I'm sure. I think I think it is. Don't know how we're supposed to know that it's the past tense. Change your stupid city name. Reading, but uh, I believe it's Reading. But anyway, not really that important. Um, smacked 40 homers there in 16. Uh, Lehigh Valley the last two years. Well, 50 50 games into this year and 135 last year. 37 homers for Dylan Cousins, but. 210 average last year. 226 so far this year. The projections say. 200 ISO, but a 200 average. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at like 200, 280, 400 as a triple slash, which is terrible. <laughs> uh, do you even want to mess with Dylan Cousins in NL only? Sure. Why not? Okay. I mean, like, what if, uh, you know, we're, you know, they go back and reevaluate? Um, you know, the, the hard thing is, like, he's not going, just because he's coming in doesn't mean he's actually going going to play because right now he's, he's a bench back get all the, the playing time you okay. know but nick williams is nick williams uh you know and so who knows he, are you he, sure it's nick williams is nick williams definitely nick williams yeah as far okay. as i know um you know and this he is, might be aaron altair from yeah the right no. superior analysis so <laughs> nick williams Odubel herrera aaron altair that's going to be the outfield cousins is going to be the fourth outfielder is what you're saying mm-hmm and so I okay. mean, and he's sense. left-handed, so you know, if Altair struggles, maybe he can platoon with him, or Nick Williams struggles, he can supplant him. Dude has got power, and like a lot of the things we're talking about with Cousins, we talked about with Aaron Judge. Now Aaron Judge made a swing change, and mm-hmm. as far as I know, Cousins hasn't. Um, but I mean, he's got that kind of power. He walks at the same kind of rates uh, that Judge did. So at least in OBP leagues. Um, you know, he kind of helps out, you know, a little bit of the fact that he can't make contact. Um, and he's a premium athlete just cause like, he's a big dude. Doesn't, like I said, like he was like 5% body fat or, you know, 7% body fat, like at 280 pounds, which is insane. Jeez, that's crazy. I'm sure it was probably like 260, but still like that's, you know, that's insane. Um, so is this, is this another Joey Gallo, uh, profile type I'm saying? Because Joey Gallo is 211, 292, 474. So that's better than the, I said 200, 400 there for a 200 ISO. So that'd be a little bit higher. But but he's also going to come up to the majors where 
<laughs> you basically get a power boost. It's because mm-hmm. of the different environment. So Dylan Cousins is is going to be coming up here. He definitely strikes me as the kind of guy, and I think that it'd be funny if this happened, um, where when he gets dialed in, he goes on like home run tears. I bet. And if he if he does it to start, he'll just be this insane pickup guy that everyone has to scoop and spend a ton of fab on. Could it be like a Christian Villanueva? Is that a better? Mm, yeah, I think that one. I like, I like he, that. He's left-handed. Yeah. That's why I went with Gallo. But Christian Villanueva, do you believe is do you believe Villanueva is a cut below Gallo or above? Because Gallo's at batting average is still worse than than, than Villanueva's by God, 30 man. points, actually. I totally bought in on Gallo, too. Like, I didn't buy – like, I don't think I have shares of him. You're going to get the homers, but – like I, I've I always been a sucker him. for the the Chris Carters and the yes, you know, me too. especially when a guy walks at like you know a fifteen percent rate, it's like okay, yep. well if I'm playing in an OBP league, I can live with this, you know. And um, I was of the mind like, hey, you know, in in a OBP league, we're talking about Gallo being potentially a top five first baseman, you know, because he's stealing, because he's got multi position eligibility. Gets a, gets a few steals there uh, with 40 homers, but he has a 292 OBP. So it, it, it's tough. I could see, you know, again, Gallo's got the better name, but I could uh, I could see you're describing him when, you, when you're talking about Cousins mm-hmm. here. That's what I'm seeing. And so I don't know about the speed, but you also said he's an athlete. So maybe he's got – maybe he can also contribute a few steals. But he's going to savage whichever – even your OBP. He's still going to – Heard it. It's just going to be offset probably by the fact that he should get a nine to twelve percent walk rate. But yeah, he's got uh, he had twenty one steals the year that Cousins hit forty, and it was a, on a twenty two on twenty two tries. And then the last two years here in AAA, he's had fifteen out of twenty one uh, steals. So maybe the power and a few steals can kind of offset the fact that he's either going to be an average or OBP drain. Is, is there a mixed league format where you are taking a shot? I don't think so. Not unless Cousins is I, starting know, at some point. And I mean, like, you know, obviously I'm I'm not as in tune with, like, the minor leagues as, like, you know, James Anderson at Rotorwire, Ralph Lipschitz yeah. at Rasbile, Matt Thompson at Friends of Fantasy Benefits. Like, I'm not a prospect guy. Um, and so, like, I have to go based on, you know, the limited stuff I've seen, but mostly based on reports of other people. And so I think I'll, I'll, I'll have a better feeling about him in a week after we've seen him take some at bats at, at the major yeah. league level um, I some eyes on but him. i think in like a 15 team mixer i'm waiting till i have that that kind of uh that yeah, kind of if, look if somebody jumps uh right away that's okay like this is dylan cousins not someone i'm like gonna kill myself if i if i miss on you know i'm not gonna beat myself up over it but the power speed is alluring. I get it if, if people go for it in 15. I think tw- 10 and 12 is a bench bat. Again, he's not coming right in for Reese Hoskins. So anyway, that's enough on, on Dylan Cousins, Reese Hoskins situation. Speaking of, do we care about Cal Bearclaw officially closing in Mil- uh, in Miami should get like thousands upon thousands of saves, right? No? <laughs> Crickets. Hello, Justin. <laughs> the, the 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 Marlins have won twenty games, which is uh, so far this season, which is largely outpacing what I think a lot of people thought they would do. And they have ten saves, uh, and uh, half those games have been saved. Nine by Ziegler, one by the aforementioned Bearclaw. Now Bearclaw is a guy that, if you do scoop him, and I understand, first off, he, he doesn't. You know, a closer needs to be picked up, even the ones on the terrible teams. It's just kind of the you know it's the game that we play you're gonna get you're gonna catch a bad one at some point because he walks the yard there's going to be one of those he's gonna vasquez you once and obviously you don't really expect it from a from a um felipe vasquez but he got torched last night for like four runs in a third of an inning or something that's what i mean by getting getting vasquez i think there's just gonna be one mega dud uh every once in a while with bear club because he walks everybody but he does have a big strikeout rate. He's you know ten the last two years, so he gets some K's, one forty eight ERA, point ninety nine WHIP. So the numbers have been you know he's been super hard to hit this year with a three point three hit rate. Kyle Bearclaw, solid reliever, should get some saves. But like what kind of uh, what kind of fab are we throwing here on on Kyle Bearclaw? I mean, it depends on what size league. Like this is this is why like you Let's know I start off my chats. 
um, with, like, make sure you give me, like, you know, context uh, on your league, the size, the format, because I'm not going after him. I'm not actively going after him in a 12-team league. I'm just not. I mean, if I'm super desperate, you know, maybe I throw a few bucks on him. I don't know that he really is the closer in Miami. I know they. I know there was some confirmation today. Who's Who's going to take it? Drew Steckenrider, who is that guy sucks. He, well, like here's the thing: like you look at Kyle Blairclaw and you look at his numbers and you go, okay, well, one forty ERA. Like he's walking over five per nine. <laughs> five five point five. Look, I mean, his FIP and XFIP are over four. Um. You know, it's just like this is not going to end well. Um, whereas Drew Steckenrider is the exact opposite problem. His surface numbers look awful, but he's actually striking out more per nine than uh, Barracla. He and his not FIP and, FIP and XFIP are uh, closer to three. He's not walking people nearly as much. Um, and Mattingly said yesterday that you know it, it's hard to put Barraclaw, you know, confirm Barraclaw. Uh, is going to be the closer because, you know, do you want him going in the ninth or do you want him going up against the harder part of the lineup? And so, like, is this going to be a situation where, uh, you know, maybe Bearclaw gets 70% of the opportunities and Stecken Ryder gets 30% or, you know, maybe 50-50? And then, like, like I said, like, they've won 20 games, but... Would I be shocked if they only win another twenty games? I would not. <laughs> I, I I would be surprised if they only won forty games, especially because here's the surprising thing of of their regulars um, at each position that Baseball Reference lists. Only two are below a one hundred OPS plus. So they've they've actually put out like a capable offense, and and the two are probably two guys that folks expected to actually be kind of near that 100 mark, kind of be average, and it's Lewis Brinson and Cameron Maven. Lewis Brinson has a 28 yeah, OPS. No. So why is I've he got, still in the majors? I've got Lewis Brinson in so many dynasty leagues, and I'm what? just sitting there going, what? well, I guess I'm not winning in any of these leagues this year. I mean, yeah, you got to sit tight with it, but what, why is he still in the majors right now? I mean... I mean I, he not it's not necessarily suggesting that like he's going to learn something to go down and triple it, but like to clear your head, beat up on some on some guys that you can hit, and just get that that mental breather. Because I mean he is terrible. One fifty two, one ninety eight, two fifty seven triple slash for Lewis Brinson. Anyway, that's a tangent. Way too much Marlins talk. We got to move on to the uh, uh, the latest flavor of the month, perhaps. Probably not because it was a spot start. But Shane Bieber, great name. Everyone's loving his name. Everyone's making a lot of fun Justin Bieber puns. You're so funny. You were the first one to say uh, that it's too late to say sorry for not rostering him or whatever stupid pun you came up with. You definitely were the first one to say it, okay? Definitely tweet it out. Don't do a Twitter search for it and find out that you're the 9,000th person to do it, everybody, okay? You're super original. And by the way, uh, (laughs) this is what I get for watching a few innings. Because that start got away from him. My goodness, I didn't realize that he ended up giving up eight hits, four runs. This is why you got to watch the whole start, Paul. Sorry, guys, I was busy. I was dialed in on on Kershaw Nola, of course. Then I moved on from that one after Kershaw got hurt. So, uh, but yeah, he was okay. Five and two thirds, eight hits, four runs, uh, a couple homers, six Ks, and a walk. It is a spot start. Adam Putko gets the next spot uh, the next time they need a fifth. Right now. But what do you think about Shane Bieber and more of a long-term situation for this season? Not not dynasty, but but just for this season long-term. Is he going to get back in the rotation? Should he have that fifth spot over Putko? I mean, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, he definitely should have it over <laughs> Tomlin. Uh, I don't I think, think Plutko is, right yeah. I mean, I don't think Plutko is that special of a talent. I know he fared better in his, you know, in his three starts. Uh, he's got a sub for ERA, but strikes nobody out. Like if, if it's up to me, it, it's Bieber. And I think Bieber should just be the fifth starter. Danny Salazar had some sort of setback or something like that. What? Uh, Danny Salazar hurt? Yeah. So, no way, dude. No um, way. like Bieber, isn't one of those guys. that's like super exciting for fantasy necessarily. Um, I think he's one of those guys that is going to be a better real-life pitcher than he is a fantasy option. That doesn't mean I don't think he can be a good fantasy guy, though. 
um, especially especially if he gets going. I mean, yeah. you, you look at this, 25% strikeout rate, 4% walk rate just from yesterday. Okay, it was, I think it was a big three-run homer uh, from Miguel Sano that really kind of soured the day because it had been going well. And, hey, you get around that, I bet it was the third time through that it started to get tough. And and boom, it ended up uh, not being such a great start. But I have no faith in Adam Plutko. Um, I think the aforementioned James Anderson said that Bieber has the best command and control in the minors. And four pitches that, like, none of them are like, I wouldn't say any of them are plus. Maybe one of them's plus. Yeah, it's a lot um, of 50s, but but you add up a lot of 50s with good command, and mm-hmm. they become 55s and even 60s on certain days. Like, that's kind of the beauty of having great command is it makes all your stuff play up. So are you stashing Bieber in any mixed leagues right now? I could see picking him up in AL, especially if you have a reserve. He probably was already picked up, let's be real. But in any mixed leagues right now, on the heels of this one start, are you saying, okay, I'll be the stash? For example, like NFBC, I think he should be available this week. Um and you know doesn't have his next start in in line, and you only get seven reserves, no sort of no DL, no, no like your seven reserves are your seven reserves. Would you put up a spot in fifteen team mixed on on Bieber with an uncertain future? Obviously, there's team you know construct involved. Yeah, let's but let's I think you, you I have... think if you can afford it, especially in a, a league like NFBC, which is week, weekly pitching lineups. Um, yeah, I think I would hold on and see, um, you know, kind of, you know, maybe, maybe I'm going to check out the Indian schedule while I ramble, um, and okay. kind of see maybe when they're going to need another, another starter. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think I would, because I'm going to guess that they're going to need another guy. I guess they're going to bring, bring up Blutko. Yeah. So Blutko is for, for this Tuesday is what I heard start, or. I heard he gets the next fifth start one, which what you're saying is Tuesday. Tuesday the twelfth, yeah. And that's kind of I don't know if it's like a do or die. Like if if he gets beat up, then it's Bieber turn, Bieber's time, or you know how he can necessarily maintain himself um, in that in that rotation. But I just don't see much out of Adam Plutko that that I think he needs to have the job over Bieber. I, I kind of prefer Bieber. And if I'm in a situation in NFBC. And here's the situation it would have to be. My other six bench spots are kind of on lock, meaning nobody else is injured mm-hmm. or or a or an outright stash, which I know is not the case for a lot of folks because people are usually holding like one guy that they're just kind of like, ah, he's too good. I got to hold him. But otherwise, I think you can take a shot here because he should be cheaper. First off, he didn't pitch that well. Secondly, on the surface numbers, by the way, because um, like I said, 25% strikeout rate, sign me up. But then also the fact that we don't know when Bieber's going to pitch again. If that lowers the price enough, I say jump in there. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued by him. I think mean, these are one of the he's one of those guys that profiles to me as uh, you know obviously not the same kind kind of stuff. I'm just talking about like from a uh, a fantasy perspective, the way people perceive him like a J-Hap. Like, he's okay. not going to be the guy that everybody fawns over to go out and get, yeah. you know, because he's got a sexy profile. But, like, he's got the kind of profile of a guy that is going to, at some point in his career, and hope maybe it's the end of this year, um, you know, be a stable part of the back end of your rotation and give you a lot of those counting stats that you need to be competitive in leagues. Yeah, he didn't seem particularly phased uh, by by the bright lights of the major leagues. And again, I watched three innings of of Shane Bieber pitch, and I didn't even see the bad one. So I don't know how it went when adversity struck. But I'm I'm encouraged. This guy, I'm keeping my my eye on for sure. And I would uh, 15 team or 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 deeper mixed speculate here. Like I said, AL probably already been speculated on, but um, 12 team. I, I don't think I can. I, I no. think that'd be that'd be too tough right now. You're but keep him on your you're watch streaming list. Him. Like if, if yes. you hear that he's going to, you know, maybe you know. Unfortunately for for him, uh, Plutko is uh, going up against the, uh, the the White Sox in his next. Oh start. no, he's going to throw no hitter so and keep his spot. You know, he's got he's good. He may actually uh, fare fairly well. Um, and then like the next spot in the rotation or the next fifth starter spot. I think is against the Twins of the White Sox. So it's like, by the way, uh, that, that's on the twelfth. 
That, mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah. So June, June neither Plutko nor Bieber are needed for another uh, almost two weeks yeah, here. Yeah, they've got a couple days off coming up, which is one of the things that, like, you know, has been really super frustrating and fun to write about um, this season with all the extra days off is figuring out two oh. start pitchers um, and then streaming pitcher options because it's uh, a lot of five day weeks, including uh, that's what they get this week in, in Cleveland with Monday and Thursday off. Um, so, yeah, got to be dirt cheap. I'm talking like $10 or fewer of your $1,000 because if somebody wants to go harder, let them because you don't even know the, the next step with Shane Bieber, but I do like him as a spec. And then in, in 10 and 12 teamers, just wait for the next start spot started and kind of play it from there. Uh, let's move on to Nathan Eovaldi, who had who, who returned uh, from injury. This is not a recording, but uh, <laughs> he pitched well. Did you catch the uh, the the situation with Dallas Braden? Uh, I heard you talk about it. Yeah, um, talked about on this the on podcast. yesterday's episode. Yeah, the podcast yesterday, which uh, um, I, I love. I love the format of of that podcast. Thank um, you. I almost want to just like record a reaction podcast. I don't want to be on it with you. I want to critique your hot takes of the I hot love takes, it. and then I we can it. have Nick. Re- uh, do my, uh, do, do mine? Yeah. yeah. Yes, um, yes. And it's a chain. And mm-hmm. then Jason, and then Ian reacts to Jason. Then we just keep going. No, honestly, I love it. If you wanted to do that, I, we would post it 100. percent But uh, he threw six no hit innings, one walk, four strikeouts. Dallas Braden, Colin Chicanery there, calling out maybe uh, digging in the glove for a little bit of some something, pine tar, what have you. Uh, first off, how did you feel about that? The the call out. The, the, the basically it's, it's, accusation it's kind of, of um uh you know what a what a tool like Dallas, <laughs> like seriously like like you know i mean this is you know even worse than the tyler bauer thing yes uh, because this is like at least bauer's a player yeah and not just current player yeah yeah not just a you know a washed up former guy <laughs> who uh, is now an, an announcer. It wasn't like Dallas Braden was ever really good. What like, about his perfect game, dog? Oh well, yeah. I mean, you perfect know, game for his grandma, dog. Come on, dog. Yeah. So, but what? You know, <laughs> no, you know, I, it's it's such a it's. That's the thing, though, and he did. You don't know for sure, so you're putting out a hard accusation. And as I mentioned in that podcast, like it is a known thing, and there is a line. It, it is more art than science because obviously anybody. Using it, it, it is cheating, but there is a level that is allowed so that you aren't hucking a, a, a cue ball around. Because then you got some guys that don't have any command even when they do use it, and they're going to be being people in the head left and right. Is, is Brent so, part of the A's broadcast now? Is that what he's. Yes. So, like, because I mean, if I'm an A's pitcher, you know, um, I, I'm, you know, if like I'm Daniel Mangden, you don't think Mangden during this hot streak that he's having is Yo. got something on his fingers and like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, on point. Yeah, now you know, going out maybe Sean Manaya should put something on his fingers so he can stop getting Back. blown up. Um, you know, it's just like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I don't want to see people quote unquote cheating, but this is one of those things. It's like everybody does this and. You know, as long as you're not blatant about it. Yeah, and again, how blatant you are, what level you take it to is when you can kind of... It's not like it's slathered all over his neck. Exactly. He did not put four pounds of it, Pineda style. It it, it is one of those tough ones. It's one of those ones that I'm sure there's sticklers on Twitter that are like, anybody that's doing anything like that, get them out of the game. They're the worst person ever. And then there's other people that... Kind of understand, listen, it's a little bit of something that goes on, and, and there's kind of a line. But Eovaldi pitched well, regardless of, of you know what, what what sort of aid he may have had. Is, is Nathan Eovaldi somebody you want in all formats right now? Hmm, I don't know about all formats. Um, I think he's probably still a streamer in 10-team, but I think in 12-team leagues, he's a, he's a pickup. Um, I mean, the velocity was there. Uh, mm-hmm. pretty good just... movement. Um, you know, got got some good swings and misses. Uh, I think there's a lot to be pretty excited about. And he was a guy that you and I, I think talked about, and and maybe I'm sure Jason too, since he's a array. Um, prior to the season, as a guy we liked, and then of course I completely bailed once he got injured. 
Of course. Um, and, and I'm I, sure I told everybody to bail. And so I don't regret it, though. I don't regret no, it because of his We his thought history. he was going to be out for a long time. Yes, because of his in, uh, injury history. Listen, I've been I've been on this Nathan Eovaldi train since since with the Dodgers. Uh, so I'm I'm not going to quit now, but I am very cautious. My eyes are wide open in what we're what we got going here. By the way, of his five most recent articles that he was mentioned in on Fangraphs, four of them are the podcast. So not a lot of people really giving a damn about Nathan Eovaldi except for us. And the other was an article by Eno. So it, that's kind of funny that it, it's really just been focused on this this podcast. That we really like Nathan Eovaldi. Um, but yeah, I'm fine scooping it. 12 team, it's a real short leash. If things start to go sideways, you, you move on quickly. You don't, you don't have too much uh, commitment to somebody like Nathan Eovaldi. But there is talent. He can definitely go and, and, and string together some good starts. So I would try to get him in 12 team and beyond. 10 team, I'm still just streaming. I'm probably not holding. All right, uh, next up. Yairo Munoz had a big, I think it was a big three-run homer yesterday. Walk-off. Uh, for, for the Cardinals, big walk-off. And he's been hitting pretty well. Um, this is a guy, middle infielder, who's, who made made the team, which was kind of a surprise, um, out of camp. Didn't really do much early on. Then Paul DeYoung got hurt, and the playing time really started to come through. In fact, he only uh, Munoz only started three games in April. Mm-hmm. And I think he was sent back down at some point. Or maybe he got injured. I, I can't remember. He got, he got sent down after uh, somebody was hurt to start the season, got sent back. He got sent back. I think actually Paul DeJong maybe was banged up to start the season. So they, they started with Munoz. Um, they traded for him, you know, in spring training. Um, mm-hmm. And But like since he's been up, or since he's been up this time around, he's hitting 424, 457, like he is absolutely raking. Now, um, what do we make of this though? Twenty-three-year-old middle infielder guy, um, NL only. I think you're going to automatically because someone has a hole. They're going to he's going to be scooped. He might already be up on an NL only team because he's been going now for a little while. But with this hot streak, is there any mixed league viability here? Since he does have a runway for some playing time with uh, with Paul DeYoung out for a good while. I think there is. I really kind of. I mean, I think long term, he's obviously kind of. Uh, he's probably like a super util guy. Okay. Um, long term for the Cardinals, but I think not only do you pick him up and play him while he's hot right now, I think there's a real chance that he could. Fig- you know, the Cardinals will get creative, um, and figure out ways to get him in the lineup. I mean, right now. Colton Wong is batting 180, 279, 289. Like, why is Colton Wong playing? You know, why can't Munoz become the, you know, you know, uh, a second baseman and be a super util guy um, on this team? I, you know, he's not a guy that does anything particularly well. Nope, it would be like an accumulation profile of like, 12 and 12 if he played a full season, you know, for, yeah. for, and I think it's like, he's got an above average he, hit tool though. I thought it was Yairo. Apparently it's gyro. Oh God. To this is like jalapeno jalapeno. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, I saw the Y. I thought it's Yairo. We're flipping the script here. It's gyro Munoz, which so, I actually like a hell of a lot more, but you know what? Parents out there make your kids take Spanish. They made me take French in high school and it's Dude, completely useless. I started with French cause I was up near Canada in Detroit. I come down to Texas and I'm like, I'll keep taking French. That's a good idea. Bonjour. Idiot. You're a stupid idiot, Paul. Yeah. Worthless. So worthless. Anyway, uh, he's making, food. he's making decent contact. He is yeah. swinging a ton. Outside hey, the he's out there trying to rake, dog. <laughs> he's got a 17.7% swinging strike rate. That's that that's that's not going to be good. That's yeah. You, you, we we don't we don't need uh we don't need you swinging so much. He does You're going to have to tone hard, it down. Though. I mean, like this is a guy like um for a guy who doesn't uh isn't profiled to have a ton of like raw power. He hits Big the ball. ball yeah, he hits the ball extremely hard. That kid help support a an above average babip and he's a guy that in the minor leagues has had uh seasons of you know 320 330 340 babips um so like he's not a guy where I'm going to go well the babip's got it's it's obviously got to regress from where it's at right now cuz it's a 4 
uh, almost 440. I, th- I think it'll go up 434 to, to 438 too low. Uh, Jairo Munoz going to be holding a 5-12 bat. Maybe it was him, but uh, there was someone I was I was looking into the other day, and it was all like, he has a 600 BABIP. <laughs> um, and I was Sweet. all like, I was like, that's I, crazy. Like, I don't believe it's kind of like the Kyle Schwarber thing last year. You know, like, um, uh, I get to do my May one here soon, but on the Roto write up, uh, usually at the beginning, somewhere in the beginning of each month, I do a, uh, fun with small samples where I look at yes. like small samples from the previous month. Um, and I don't do it for the first month cause everybody can see them. Um, yeah, the, like the, Kyle that's called Schwarber the last year had, uh, uh, like an, Oh, like or like yeah, a point oh sixty babip uh, during like the month of May last year or something like that. It was like the fifth lowest all time for a, a month. Oh my god! Um, and of course, it would be Schwarber. Of course. Yeah. Um, so like you know, uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see. <laughs> yeah, uh, Munoz's well, babip is four eighty for for this call up. I'm not. I'm not surprised. He's on. He's on one right now. He will come back down to earth. But it looks like. And I'll only play, maybe maybe ride the hot hand in, in a deeper mixer, but uh, don't bank on too much here except for some some playing time. That's the one thing about Jairo Munoz we can say is that there's going to be some playing time with he's, the young out. He's a out. great DFS play versus right-handed uh, right-handers. He's hitting three fifty one against right-handers, two fourteen against lefties. So he's okay. you definitely want him in a daily moves format if you are going to pick him up because you do not want to play him against left-handers. Another guy raking, even more so, and perhaps more surprisingly, is Gorky's freaking Hernandez. The 30-year-old Hernandez already has six homers, which has more than doubled his career total. Now, it's not like he has a ton of major league time. Scattered since 2012 through last year, he had five homers in 583 plate appearances. But he's got six in 129 this year. What the hell is going on? What are you guys doing out there? In the Bay Area, I, what are you I, what are you doing with Gorky's? I don't get this. Even like what are you doing? I watch Come him on. every night, and like this when he hits absurd. that, like they're always lead off home runs too. Like they're, it's not even like he, you know, like this is the time you should be just working the count, getting on base. You know, he's like, psych, uh, he's like first no pitch first pitch home run, and um, I mean obviously the power is not going to stick, but uh, he is leading off. Or at least he has been leading off for the Giants. Who knows what happens when when Joe Panic gets back here mm-hmm. in the next uh, few days? Uh, he may find himself, you know, back down at you know six or seven or something like that. But um, like I think he is rosterable in in some formats. Now Mac Williamson's back. You mentioned Joe Panic's coming back. Alan Hansen will be back soon. Does Gorky's play? Yeah, because he's playing center field. Um, over Austin Jackson, so it's but Austin Jackson's elite. Why would he play? Yeah, over no, like uh, I don't think Austin Jackson's <laughs> so, gonna be on this team very much longer. Mac um, Williamson, uh, Gorky's, and McCutcheon is the outfield you see. Yeah, that's that's the outfield right now, and um, you know Gorky's plays good defense too, and so uh, it's not like it's a step down really in in any way um, uh, from from Austin Jackson, and he he's hitting the ball and. Uh, stolen bases. Yeah, he he he's you know he yeah he's good on the base paths. Um, I think like he doesn't have a super exciting profile, and if he hits another three home runs or four home runs the rest of the way, you're going to be super stoked. Um, but like he, if he's leading off, he's going to score some runs. That offense yeah. isn't great, but it's not atrocious uh, at the top of it. No, um, Belt Crawford and and Posey will drive him in at least. You know, and so. Uh, I think in your deeper formats, you can get a little bit of pop, a How little deep? bit of speed. Uh, Fifteen team and deeper. Okay, like, I, he's not a ten, ten or twelve team guy. And then of course NL again, probably already on a roster because he's got six homers and he's hitting three hundred. So Gorky Hernandez, do you think he says uh, yells at the pitcher to get gorked every time he hits a homer? I I, I don't know who started that on Twitter, but hashtag gorked is now a thing. It's it's pretty awesome. I love it. I actually did not know that. It's Casey um, Bubba, I think, has been doing it over. That's fantastic because we've been saying that in my Twitch streams about, about getting gorked. So mm-hmm. I love it. Um, all right, last one. Frankie Montas had a pretty good uh, debut outing. What was it? I guess five days ago because I, th- I believe he's scheduled to pitch tonight. Uh, de- season debut, by the way, not not career debut. Um, 
30% strikeout rate, 9% walk rate, throwing 96 miles an hour with his fastball. Um, Who was it against? Was it against the Rays? No, because they're playing the Rays now, aren't they? It was against Arizona, and we know what Arizona was doing, you know, that's not as impressive as it's as it would have been maybe in April because of the May that they just had. But he went six innings, three hits, one run, seven strikeouts, two walks. Frankie Montas always kind of been that in between reliever starter guy. Do you think he has starter viability? And would you would you scoop up Frankie Montas? Okay, so here is. Uh... This is an interesting one, and I uh, actually I watched every pitch of his. Uh, um, you know, I went through through the pitch viewer uh, and, and watched every single pitch that he threw. Um, and while the numbers jump out at you is super exciting, like this is the difference between control and command. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's getting in the zone. But he was not putting it anywhere near the glove a lot of the times. Frankie Montas has zero command. Yes, and so people are going to look at that and go, "Okay, well, you know, for him, uh, 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 you know, you know, the walk rate isn't isn't bad, and look at those strikeouts, and he does have like powerful stuff, um, but the velocity isn't what it was. You know, it's down almost two ticks from where when we last saw him uh, in the majors." Um, He's having a really hard time uh, actually locating, which is so if you're not going against the Arizona Diamondbacks who can't seem to hit at times, um, I think he probably a lot of those mistakes on against other competition might have uh, really cost him. That being said, uh, the fastball and slider are great, but he, he, okay. you know, um, I mean that's so, that's what people believe that Montas can be like a stud reliever too. Do do you think he can hold up as a starter? I think that uh I think he doesn't have a change up. It's it's a two pitch mix. Yeah. I think in the short term he can. Like okay. why can't he be Denelson Lamette for a little while? Hey, there you go. Yeah. You know, um and we're talking about a team in the A's that uh don't have a ton of depth necessarily. It's very good in the rotation. Um, and they're they're getting by on you know um, some pretty awesome performances by guys who are overperforming. Um, who's, who's coming back to take that spot? Because they have is him it, yeah, down. Is Chris Bassett coming? I don't think like because they have him down to face Casey tonight, and he could get Casey again on like a home and home situation. Montas could, but that spot's open on ESPN's listing. They so I'm trying to think who's coming back. Brett Anderson, he's always hurt. Yeah, Brett. I mean, they've got uh, Brett Anderson and Andrew Triggs, maybe. But oh, how long is be. he out for? I, I don't even know. I'm trying to see here. I think ultimately, like it, it you know, getting to go against KC twice—that's uh, a pretty that nice. Yeah, and then like, are they really going to keep Daniel Gossett in the rotation over him? <laughs> Not if he has another good outing tonight. I can't imagine. I think. I think this could be. Could this be Montas kind of? You know fighting to get another start or two yeah so i mean i i don't want to invest long term in him spot um, him tonight and 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 go from there yeah but yeah if you can get two um two nice starts against kansas city twice um you know maybe you don't want to exp- you know maybe the, if they get a second it would be, him, it'd be uglier. It'd be houston next by the way yeah, I It'll definitely be Houston do not after that. He's gonna like that. That's one where that that's gonna end poorly, probably. But then it's back to at San Diego again. If it holds, if if, if everything held, um, which so we yeah, can't even guarantee. That's three out of four starts. You just don't start him against Houston, and yeah, you know the combination of those three starts will at, at worst. Um, even if he gets blown up in a start or two, you're gonna get a ton of strikeouts. Dude is going to strike people out. I would spot Montas today. And then kind of uh, play it by ear from there because you don't know what's going to happen. But against the KC team, off a good start. He has flaws. He can get blown up by anybody, but it is a good start. Start Montas today and then see what's what for that uh, next KC start. All right, Justin, that's going to wrap us up for the weekend. What do you got What do you got planned for the weekend? Anything cool? Um, well, I'm still uh, kind of recovering a little bit from my foot surgeries or you know procedures, whatever not, they call it. You're not going to be running around? No, I think, well, it's my kid's last day of second grade uh, today. Oh, congratulations. So I think we're going child. to, like, like play mini golf and uh, go-karts and stuff tonight. 
That sounds uh, great. Because uh, that's what she wanted to do, which is awesome. And then I think I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to have a nice little Saturday. I'm going to do some yard work, maybe head over to Bed Bath & Beyond. If there's know. time. Yeah. That, that, sound, that sounds amazing. Well, you have a great domestic uh, weekend. I will be, uh, I'll be chilling. My mom's coming into town. She's going to go see George straight with my sister and, and my brother. And the softball season starts for me next week. There you go. Let's go. It is time. We didn't have a softball game this week because of Memorial Day, so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be back at it next week. But, um, yeah, I don't know I don't know about this weekend. I, it, it might have to be you and Jason if you guys do it because my mom will be in town. So I don't know what sort of time I have available, but stay tuned. Otherwise, you and I will be back next week, and we're going to have a guest. I won't say who, but we're going to have a guest. Sweet. All right. Have a good one. Peace. Fair advantage to dominate your fantasy baseball league? Well, look no further and download Squad QL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. Download Squad QL for free for your Apple and Android devices. Squad QL recommends the best starting lineup each day based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. How does Squad QL actually do this? The app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster, your league scoring system. The app also provides waiver wire recommendations, daily updates to player rankings, and much more. Head to the Apple app or Google Play stores to download Squad QL, your all-in-one fantasy baseball manager. Squad QL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy Lineup optimizer trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android.